Hello, and welcome to Eyes on Success, a weekly program covering a wide variety of topics of interest to people with vision loss. I'm Nancy Goodman Torpy. And I'm Pete Torpy. It is called Dark Room Ballet because it has personal meaning to me and my personal history. But also, if you think about what is a dark room in photography, it's a place where things develop. And the dark room is time for you to develop as an artist. And we'll hear more from our guests today, not only about learning ballet and smooth dance movements, but also we'll learn how we can be more in touch with our bodies and what our bodies are trying to tell us and how to use various parts of our bodies. We'll speak with Krishna Washburn, a professional ballet dancer and dance instructor who runs Dark Room Ballet, through which she teaches dance classes. And we'll talk with her about her instructional methods, her experiences as a professional blind ballet dancer, as well as how her online classes work. But first for our tip of the week. This week's tip comes from Krishna Washburn. My tip is definitely has to do with the way we think about ourselves as learners. If you can imagine yourself learning something new, that is step one. If there's ever been something you felt like, oh, this is beyond me. This is something I will never be able to learn how to do. That message probably came from outside you and does not represent you authentically. If there's something that you've wanted to do that you felt discouraged from, think about yourself doing it. Imagine yourself doing it. Your nervous system will be primed and you'll be ready to learn. And if nothing else, Krishna is very enthusiastic about encouraging people to learn body movements, including dance. But her tip is applicable to anything you might think about learning. Support for Eyes on Success is provided by NaviLens, a four-color QR code designed to be located and read from up to 60 feet away without the need to focus on it. Personal places and items can be tagged and shared with family and friends with codes obtained inside the NaviLens app, available for iPhone and Android. More information is at navilens.com. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Let's start by meeting Krishna. Hi, I'm Krishna Washburn from Dark Room Ballet. I'm a blind professional dancer and dance educator. Have you been blind your entire life? No, uh, I was formerly a sighted person and I was in Royal Academy of Dance ballet education through most of my childhood and uh, young adult years. Oh, so you really had dance in your background then. You've been doing this for a long time. Yes, I was scouted when I was three. (laughs) Wow. So are you British? You sound American. I am not British. (laughs) I am a New Yorker. I live in Manhattan. I live in Sugar Hill in the heart of Harlem. 
And you say you're a dance instructor. I do teach group class and private class. I teach ballet technique with the educational needs of blind and visually impaired people as my center principle. Unlike most ballet teachers, I actually have a master's of education and I have a considerable research background in biomechanics through the American College of Sports Medicine. And I have also had the fortunate opportunity to study with a blind master dancer uh, named Mana Hashimoto, who's taught me a lot of our specific traditional learning of dance for blind folks. So all of that is what informs my teaching. I teach group class Monday night, and I teach privates all the time. This year, many performances have been canceled, but in other years, do you continue to perform? I've performed with many dance companies. I was principal dancer with Infinity Dance Theater for more than three years. I've worked with, you know, Heidi Latsky Dance. I've worked with, you know, Marked Dance Project. I have done a lot of my own work in choreography. I think that probably in 2019, I probably performed a minimum of once a month, probably more like twice a month. Wow, that's really something. So back to your teaching, we don't usually discuss prices on the show unless something is free. And I understand your group classes are free. Both group classes and private classes studying with me through Darkroom Ballet are free and are always free. Which is very generous of you. I feel like it is a very important thing for me to address because most of my students are blind people like myself. And there is an important thing that needs to be talked about in disability community that I think is not talked about enough, which is education denial. Um, Education denial is somebody else deciding what information and what education you need to know or what you deserve to know. And a lot of information about our own human bodies are denied to disabled people. So when I interact with students for the first time, we have to have a lot of in-depth conversations about like, what do we actually know about our own physical bodies before we can feel calm and comfortable and confident enough to actually embark on something that requires so much focus as studying dance. Support for Eyes on Success is made possible in part by our corporate partners. Find out more about partnership opportunities by sending an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. This week's focus topic is why it is important to understand your body and also some opportunities to take dance classes intended for people with disabilities. Just to make sure all of our listeners are on the same page, we talked a lot about your ballet performances and teaching, but that isn't the main topic that you wanted to discuss today. And you brought that up in the introduction about education denial and what blind people might be missing about knowing about their own bodies. Can you give us sort of the executive summary of 
what you're talking about there, and then we can talk about some specific examples? If you don't understand how your body works and how your anatomy works, it's very difficult to believe that you can learn new physical skills. What I aim to do in the way that I teach people is to give them information about how their body works and how to sense how things feel on the inside. So that way they can have that confidence in that knowledge that they can learn so much more than they've ever been told that they can learn. Yeah, I can imagine that having a good sense of your body and how it feels and what it can do can be very important in dance and sports and other activities. But I get the impression that you feel blind people are particularly disadvantaged at knowing about these cues. Yes, and I think a lot of that has to do with lack of specific explicit direct anatomy education for blind and visually impaired people. I think a lot of teachers assume things. For example? Well, I have had conversations with students in which, you know, we've talked about like, you know, how do we sense and isolate different parts of our body? You can't do that unless you actually know what they are. If you can touch it and feel it for yourself, that's how you actually come to know what it is. So my day zero class for students is almost always an introduction to what your foot is all about. Because we all know, okay, I have feet, whatever. I have toes. Yeah, all right. But there is so much more and so much more specificity to that, that you have the capacity to learn. I have some students who say, you know, I'm not even 100% clear what part of my foot is my heel and what counts as the arch and this and that. And you need to actually know these things if you're going to come to trust your feet to be able to do these kinds of complex movements. Well, that's interesting. We do talk about our body parts like I have a foot, I have an arm, but indeed a foot is a really complex mechanism with a lot of interconnecting bones, muscles, and ligaments. So what I'm going to give you right now, Peter, and for all of the folks who are listening, an opportunity to understand what your foot is all about, feel it, and then get a renewed sense of trust in it that might send you on a journey of being able to trust yourself to learn new and interesting and exciting things. Let's do it. So if you touch your own foot, let's start on the bottom of our foot at the very back. At the very back is our heel. Now, if you feel up the back of your leg that attaches to your heel, you're going to feel a strong piece of connective tissue. It feels almost like plastic. That is your Achilles tendon. Your Achilles tendon is attached to the sole of your foot and also it goes into your calf muscle. That's the muscle that is in the back of your lower leg. And every time you move your ankle, that Achilles tendon is there to support you. It's extremely strong. It's almost like one of the cables that can support a suspension bridge. That's your Achilles tendon. Now, if we crawl up into the middle, we have this empty gap here. 
this curved part of our foot. That is our arch. Inside there, there is a square-shaped muscle that's called the quadratus plantorum. That is our architecture for our foot. That is what holds its strength. That's what lets our foot move. And it is just like a cathedral's arch. It supports from the inside. Now, if you keep going forward, before you reach your toes, you have this part of your foot, which is called the ball of your foot. That's where all of your nerves are most prominent in your foot. Inside there are some nerves that are so large, they're about as thick as a pencil, and they are extremely sensitive, and they can learn to feel things like tape on the floor that you might use if you start studying dance with a blind teacher and you will be able to sense through those nerves your own balance if you touch the top of your foot you're going to feel your metatarsal bones in between each metatarsal bone there is a big big nerve and if you can touch it in just the right spot with your finger you might even feel a little bit of an electrical sensation. So you can feel a little tingling if you hit the right spot, I guess. Yes, you can. If you think about yourself as a blind person and how you have trained your hands to do extraordinary things, whether that's reading Braille, whether that is using a white cane, whether that's cooking, whether that is, you know, fiber arts. Think of all the amazing things you have learned how to do with your hands. Your feet have the same capacity, if not more so, for learning and neurological learning. Your feet can start to learn things that you cognitively are not even aware of yet. Your peripheral nervous system can absorb information that takes time for you to metacognitively understand. Well, that's an interesting point. We don't often consciously think about our feet unless we drop a rock on it or something. But our feet can be something that can give us confidence and calm whether it's learning dance, whether it is learning different sports and exercise, whether it is traveling out in the world, if you know that you can trust what your feet feel because you have sensitized it, because you have connected your brain to your foot, it opens up a whole new world to you. Well, I confess, I've learned a fair amount of foot anatomy, but it's one little piece at a time because I injured that little piece. Now, I never knew what a plantar fascia was until I got plantar fasciitis. And all of a sudden, that was really important to me. And I believe that, you know, if I and all of my compatriots who've had the same injuries knew more about our feet, we would probably have been less likely to injure them in whatever way we did. Body awareness is so important for injury prevention. What you're describing is such an important and oftentimes a missing piece in our physical education, especially for disabled folks. And I guess particularly for blind people, you gave a very thorough and detailed description of the components of the foot and how they interact and their importance, but a blind person isn't likely to see the picture of a foot 
in a textbook or on a poster in a doctor's office, or if they're taking a class and the teacher says, well, touch here or go over here, they just don't get the same feedback. And that's kind of the point you're making, I guess. You really need to be working with an anatomy teacher who understands where you're at and what tools you have at your disposal to learn. Then in your classes, I suppose you go through a similar exercise for many of the other body parts and how we can be more aware of them and know how they're put together and how they work. Yes, that's exactly what I do in class. When I was talking about that place where our Achilles tendon meets our heel, that's our magic balancing point. People don't know that. They think, oh, I have to balance on my foot. Our magic balancing point is that very back point where our Achilles tendon finds our heel. If you can learn how to connect that heel to the floor strongly when you stand, your balancing is automatically so much easier. A lot of people think, oh, well, people use sight to balance. If I don't have sight to help me, I'll never learn how to balance easily. That is not true. There are other avenues into learning balance. And that's something that we work on in class together every week. And I guess particularly for people who begin to have vision problems later in life, they may not have developed these subconscious ways of obtaining feedback from their various body parts like their feet and their balance. Whereas having an intellectual awareness of these things and a detailed accounting of how it all works like you just gave can be important in developing those skills later in life when you might need them more. Also, it's a great opportunity to make the subconscious conscious, to take those things that your nervous system already knows and turn it into something that you can choose to do, something that you can make a choice in the moment. That's really what dance is. So what fraction of your classes focus on dance or on these concepts? Is it sort of a collection of these things? Well, my class is progressive. Every class we learn new things. But if you start with day zero with me, you will learn anatomy first and then moving into shapes and technique and then choreography and then performance. Describe to us a bit more of if someone's interested in your classes, what is the process they go through and how does this all work? It is very, very easy to start studying with darkroom ballet. You just send an email to info at darkroomballet.com and you'll get in touch with me and with my administrator, Alejandra. And depending on your degree of prior knowledge, you might start out with private classes. You might segue into group class right away. It all depends on what's right for you. I teach real people, not hypothetical people. So there are a variety of options. Yes. And it is something that we have a conversation with together to decide what's right for you to start out. I want to make it clear that these classes are not only for people who are studying at the introductory level. I have blind professionals who come and take class with me as well. 
which is very fun. And it is a true open level class. And it's really, you know, blind dance community time. Like I have beautiful, famous New York blind dancers like Kayla Hamilton, Christopher Umpesverde Nunez, Yel Palumpas, who come and study with me. And it is a beautiful time. And I guess even over Zoom, there are opportunities to interact with the teacher, ask questions if you're having some problems or falling behind. So people shouldn't be shy about doing it over the Internet. Well, this is how my class is set up. First of all, I have a very sensitive audio setup to make sure I never, ever have lag between music and my voice which involves two laptops, a very expensive speaker, and a very expensive microphone. It's very, very complex setup. Before the first hour of class, we have 15 minutes of audio balancing with every single song I'm planning to use in class. A lot of students love to come early and help me balance my audio. And we have a little, you know, community time. Then we have an hour of technique, all mics off except for mine. It's time for all the students to just focus on how they feel inside their body, relate to their bodies, relate to what they're hearing in their ears, and just concentrate for an hour. Then from 9 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time, it is question and answer time. And let me tell you, that half hour is not enough. I am staying on there for 45 minutes these days <laughs> because we have such wonderful conversations as a group. The dancers really get to know each other. And we have so many wonderful conversations about learning. I make sure everybody feels comfortable with what we covered in class and it's really the most supportive environment for learning there could be. And I just want to reiterate, I'm pretty sure you said that you have all different levels of skill and experience in the same class, so nobody should feel intimidated. That is right. In fact, the fact that we do have blind professionals dancing alongside with us is, should be encouragement because not only do you have my voice, but you have their voice. And all of us care so deeply about anyone who has the courage and the drive to come and study dance in the dark room. So you call this dark room ballet. Do you do it with the lights out? Or for the benefit of your partially sighted students, is there actually a video component? Oh, there is definitely a video component um, because I do have partial students. That's one of the reason why I usually dress in colors like orange when I teach. <laughs> <laughs> as long as your background isn't the same color. Well, my back, I have a black floor. So I use orange guide tape and I'm usually dressed in bright colors for their benefit. I do also have some sighted students, but most of them are seated dancers. Uh, some of them are professional wheelchair dancers who come and study with me because this is disability family time. So I do use the camera. It is called dark room ballet because it has personal meaning to me and my personal history. But also if you think about what is a dark room in photography, it's a place where things develop and the dark room is time for you to develop as an artist. This has been wonderful. Is there anything you'd like to add? I really feel like blind folks deserve 
the highest quality education. Mm-hmm. And I would never give them anything second best. I have myself known of and witnessed so many sighted people offering dance and movement classes to blind community. And it's really not well thought through. And it's really disrespectful because they don't think about it as, you know, I am educating people. They really think like, oh, well, you know, I'm doing a good deed for the day. Mm -hmm. And I really don't like that way of thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm a real teacher and I want my students to come away feeling like they're continuously learning. And the only way you can do that is to treat people with a lot of respect. You are listening to Eyes on Success. Success, 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 success. Now for this week's final item, how to learn more about darkroom ballet, including how to sign up for classes, and how to contact Krishna Washburn directly. If people wanted to sign up for some of your classes or find out more, how could they do that? Well, I have a very easy website. It is darkroomballet.com. And you can send me an email at info at darkroomballet.com. Do you have a social media presence? I am on Facebook. You can search Darkroom Ballet on Facebook. That is me. I'm also launching a Patreon page um, in the very near future to support not only the Darkroom Ballet educational community, but a disability arts community project that I have launched with my friend, Heather Shaw, out in California, the Telephone Dance and Audio Description Game, which is a beautiful art project, which is all about creating art that includes blind and visually impaired people. Well, you can look up Telephone Dance and Audio Description Game on Patreon. That is me, Krishna Washburn, and Heather Shaw. And for listeners who may not be familiar with Patreon, can you tell them a little bit about what that is or how to find it? Patreon is a website that does crowdfunding for artists. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Are there any other forums people should check to find your work? They can listen to me on BBC Radio 4 Shortcuts episode, The Interpreter to learn more about the arts projects that I do. I also did a radio program with uh, the lovely Brian McCallan of Speak Out for the Blind, which is available for folks to listen to. A lot of people have found out about me through uh, an article that was published through several USA Today affiliates, like the Green Bay Gazette and North Jersey newspaper. And I also have a new, very in-depth article with Bloom magazine about my educational and artistic philosophies. And of course, you can always check out the show notes associated with this episode if you're looking for any of that contact information or if you're interested in learning more or taking some of these classes. Just go to www.eyesonsuccess.net. That's it for show number 2113. Next week on Eyes on Success, we'll be talking with Tony Giles, who's been on this show several times, and you may know him by his moniker, Tony the Traveler. Tony is totally blind and partially deaf and has traveled the world alone. 
and he's written books about his experiences and has most recently published one about traveling in Southern Africa, and that is what we will be talking with him about next week. Tony always has a fun story, and in fact, next week, you'll learn what to do if you're being attacked by an ostrich. So join us next week. You've been listening to Eyes on Success, hosted and produced by Nancy Goodman Torpy and Peter Torpy, and distributed by WXXI Reach Out Radio. You can access the full archive of previous shows, subscribe to the podcast, and much more by going to our website, www.eyesonsuccess.net. If you have questions about anything you've heard on the show or have suggestions for future shows, send an email to hosts at eyesonsuccess.net. Thank you for listening and have a nice day.